The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You know, folks, our guest this week, Mike Ricksecker, was telling me before we connected that he actually once saw, not too long ago, a Radio Shack store. Now, I grew up with Radio Shack. I thought they were all or mostly out of business. When did this happen, or did you travel through time for this? <laughs> yeah, I may have traveled through time for this. And uh, yeah, they were, they were all over the place when I was a kid, too. And this was actually out in Vernal, Utah. I was there for uh, a conference at the beginning of September, so just a couple months ago here, uh, for Phenomicon. And I forget the store that it was combined with. Basically, it was a part of another store, and there was the good old Radio Shack sign right there. They were open for business. Hmm. I actually, when we first started doing online radio, when I first introduced an online technology program, the Tech Night Out Live, we bought our equipment from Radio Shack. Absolutely. Yeah, back in the day, I remember getting old microphones and audio equipment, all, all that from Radio Shack. Absolutely. And there's a sign if you go to their site, we are renovating and then you look at our products and innovations, and there's nothing there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe what they do is they have these stores, but you go in there, you just see pictures of something that used to exist. Maybe it's a bunch of cardboard cutouts just standing there in place. You never know. <laughs> or what it is, is it's a time portal. Oh, it could be. You walk right through a Stargate, and you, you end up at a Radio Shack back in uh, 1983 or something. Oh, I love Stargates. That's just a smooth way of traveling from one place to another. Oh, absolutely. Actually, just today on Gaia, I had a episode with, with George Norrie and Beyond Belief that dropped talking about Stargates, wormholes, portals, and Egypt's Area 51. So definitely a favorite topic of mine as well. Well, with Stargates, of course, I remember the TV show and the movie. The original mm -hmm. movie with James Spader before he gained weight, became bald and be became Reddington or something on that TV show, <laughs> Blacklist. But this was him, you know, as a young guy playing Dr. Daniel Jackson and Kurt Russell playing Jack O'Neill. And when they went to TV, they had a different set of producers. And so they had different casts. Like they hired a guy named Michael Shanks, a Canadian actor who looked like James Spader. Then in order to, I guess, gain prominence and recognition, they hired MacGyver, Richard D. Anderson, <laughs> to play the Kurt Russell role. Right. 
Yeah, and I remember uh, reading some articles from uh, Richard Dean Anderson that he said he wanted to do his own take on O'Neill, but I forget the actor's name. You just mentioned it, but uh, the the guy that played Spader's character actually was pretty spot on to Spader at least the first couple seasons, and he started kind of morphing into you know his own character a little bit. So yeah, it was definitely a good show. The original movie though is is one of those that you know really inspired me down this path. Because just before that, like the year before, was the Mysteries of the Sphinx special presentation where Charlton Heston was the host. And you had Robert Schock and John Anthony West redating the Sphinx. So you had that. And then not even a year later, Stargate comes out, the movie. And it really lit a fire under me to go down this rabbit hole of research. Of course, they go to this planet in a far-off star system that basically looks like they still live in ancient Egypt. Right. (laughs) And then we learn that the serpentine race, the Gaul, which possesses human hosts, were the beings who were in control in Egypt back, you know, a couple of 3,000 years ago. Again, ancient astronauts. I'm sure they must have gotten the idea from that. But the opening scene where they go back and recover the Stargate in the 1920s, I was thinking of two opening scenes of two different movies, of course. Number one, of course, is the original Mummy with Boris Karloff, Mm. where they recover the remains of Imhotep, the mummy, who, of course, is Boris Karloff, who was brought back to life. And also showed, by the way, what a great character actor he was. And then there is another movie called The Fifth Element, Oh, right. Right. With Mia Jovovich as Lilu. She was like 19 years old when she did that movie. And Bruce Willis as Corbin Dallas, the star. I loved that movie, even though it was probably way overdone. <laughs> A little bit. But yeah. Yeah, and it definitely has the same similar vibes. Yeah. That same beginning. It's like different movies get different vibes of things. Like just, we'll segue to that. They had this movie in the mid-90s based on the Street and Smith and radio character The Shadow with Alec Baldwin as Lamont Cranston. And the opening scenes are, of course, where he travels to the East to learn, you know, the secrets of crime before he reforms himself and becomes The Shadow. And then you go to Batman Begins. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where does Bruce Wayne learn the secrets of fighting crime in the Orient. And, of course, the theory is that Batman, as a comic book, was somewhat influenced by the Shadow. A wealthy playboy at night dons the mask and becomes a crime fighter. Yeah, and I I really liked what they did with with Batman Begins. Uh, I'm I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan anyway, but the idea of going to a Tibetan monastery or Tibetan-like monastery and essentially learning to become a a ninja, but you have you know uh, some esotericism built into it as well. I, I really liked that particular angle. I think number one, it portrayed Batman as close to comic books as you could find. This, of course, was based on the graphic novels of Batman very heavily. In fact, and when you look at the actress who played Batman such as uh, Christian Bale. Also, we look again at Michael Keaton. 
how good he was that we didn't realize that at the time because he was a comedy actor. He was Beetlejuice, and now right. they're making him Batman, but he's only five foot nine. But he did it. Yeah, he did a fantastic job uh, with Batman, and he got to reprise the role here a, a little bit recently, which was uh, kind of nice to see. And now he's reprising Beetlejuice, so go figure that. <laughs> well, just make sure you don't have Congress people from Colorado attend the live shows. But <clears throat> boom, boom. Anyway, I don't want to get into that because that's politics like that. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Keaton returns saying, I'm Batman. I can't do it the way he does, but he's won Academy Awards. He deserves to. And anyway, that was The Flash. I was of such right. mixed feelings about The Flash. I thought Ezra Miller was awful. I just wondered the guy who played The Flash on TV, Grant Gustin, would have been perfect. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people mention that. And um, jury, jury's out for me on it. I'm, I never really followed The Flash all that much. So um, I'll let the fans uh, have their say on that one. We'll leave it go because that's the end of that. And that's the end of the so-called Snyder verse of that class of DC comics. Of course, we now have the end of the Arrowverse, the TV shows, even Superman and Lois, which I think is a great show, is coming to an end this coming season, season four. And that guy who plays Superman, Tyler Hecklin, is among the top guys. I don't know if you yeah, I was just him. there at a at a Comic Con in Rhode Island, and he had he had an extremely long line, <laughs> very very popular for sure. He gets Clark Kent right, and he doesn't overplay him for the humor like I think Christopher Reeve did, and they both got Superman pretty well. I think the issue with Christopher Reeve is they expected the movie to have elements of the comic book. So Lex Luthor was overplayed. His cohort Otis was overplayed. And when he was Clark Kent, Christopher Reeve, a real talented actor, also overplayed. We're going to go now to serious stuff, okay, with Mike, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. 
This is an urgent warning. America is heading for another major financial disaster at an alarming rate. We could see stock prices fall as much as 50%, but this time the crash could be more violent and come faster than you ever imagined. We are Advantage Gold, America's most trusted precious metals company, and we are here to sound the alarm that winter is coming for investors. And now is the time to take actions that may help protect and secure your portfolio with physical precious metals. Want to help protect your hard-earned money before it's too late? Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000 and request our free gold and silver survival kit today. Mention that you heard us on the radio and learn how you could get up to $1,000 in free silver coins. The number is 800-900-8000. Call now to get your free survival kit and see if you qualify for $1,000 in free silver today. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. From pop culture to, well, ancient astronauts, Mike, the ancient astronaut theory is kind of also a pop culture, although it relates to something that may or may not have happened. What led you to that path? Just Stargate or what? <laughs> I, you know, it's a number of different things. You know, I was drawn to the well, the paranormal field as a child because I, I was an experiencer. I had, uh, I had a number of experiences as a kid, you know, saw some different things. 
uh, different things into my room, that, that sort of stuff. So I was always fascinated by the world beyond what else is out there. And so I, my path really started more, even though I had that interest in ancient history, esotericism, all that. I also had an interest in the paranormal and the supernatural and going down that route of research. And so as I continued down that road for, for many years, I kept seeing the the parallels and the connections between uh, what I was researching in the paranormal and the supernatural and what people would cite as extraterrestrial or ET activity. And so once I started marrying those two together, that's where you know, I started becoming a little bit more involved with like, the ancient astronaut theory and, and ancient aliens and that sort of thing. I have a, uh, a site called the Connected Universe Portal. And really all these things in our universe are connected, all the different phenomena that's occurring. Everything on our, our planet is connected. Our planet's connected to the rest of the universe and beyond. So what I'm really interested in these days is, is making those connections and discovering how everything's related. There was an article in Popular Mechanics recently, by the way, don't know if any of you saw it, where they're talking of the brain on a quantum level being connected to the universe. And I'm thinking here, scientists are now looking into a universal consciousness and we being part of it, weird. Yeah, it's interesting how you're seeing uh, science make those, those type of inroads now where that was really considered more uh, like mysticism or religion or you know those sorts of things. But yeah, seeing that they're talking about humans, the human consciousness being connected to the rest of the universe. You're seeing scientists uh, like Penrose say, well, you know, once the um, you know body has expired, the consciousness returns to the universe. Or some scientists talking about you know the planet Earth having a consciousness, and this is stuff that mystics and shamans and the like have been talking about for thousands of years and now science is talking about it like it's some new discovery isn't it strange how folklore culture becomes reality of course we also think of star trek all the inventions in star trek are slowly coming to pass or being experimented with even warp drive let's get back to ancient astronauts though do you really think that as they say the God or gods of the Bible were extraterrestrials and the way they were recorded is taking people living at that time, not scientifically sophisticated, interpreting the strange and the unknown. It's definitely possible. It's very hard to prove. When we look at different writings, symbolism, artifacts that have survived over the millennia to try to draw some of those correlations. It's possible they could have been ETs. It's possible they could have been some sort of interdimensional beings. It's possible they could have been some more highly sophisticated uh, race of beings here on Earth that you know, met with some tragic end. Uh, it, it's hard to put your finger on exactly what it was, but there was certainly something going on thousands of years ago, and there's still that mystery out there for us to solve. Of course, one theory has it that extraterrestrials or advanced beings have always been out there, and we see them in accordance with the culture of the times. Well, yeah, when you look at you look at legend and lore, say uh, fairy lore from 
150, 200 years ago. And although it's described in the terms of you know, little beings, there are, in many of the stories, they are taking humans into the quote-unquote fairy realm and things like time work differently and uh, different things happen to uh, human beings when they're in that realm, which is very eerily similar to a lot of the accounts that we have with UFO abductions today. Okay, so um, <laughs> go ahead and ask me something. So then, when we talk about UFO abductions, that's almost another subject entirely. Is it that we're meeting with ET advanced beings or something, or is it happening within their subconscious? Well, they're meeting with somebody. Now, does that happen physically? Are they physically being pulled into some other realm or dimension? Are they being, is it some sort of altered state of consciousness that they're entering into? And some of the accounts, uh, like you know, the old Reese and Llewellyn legend, uh, when we go back to fairy lore, um, this was one in which. Uh, I can't remember exactly which it was, Risa Llewellyn, I think it was Reset that disappeared into that fairy realm. And Llewellyn was uh, blamed for having done something to his friend. And he brought the, the constables to that location. And they were able to, once they entered into a certain area, they were able to kind of briefly look into that realm, found Reese, and grabbed him back out of it. So that almost seems like some sort of strange portal uh, that they had kind of tapped into, that they had, that their friend had fallen into. Reese thought it was only five minutes worth of time. They're telling him, no, this was like an entire day. So that's a more historic account, something of legend and lore. But then we look at something like Travis Walton, where he was gone for five days and his friends had reported what had happened to to Travis, that he had suddenly disappeared. There was, you know, these lights that were out there in the woods. He got blasted with a ray of light. They ran off for a minute because they were scared, went back to go find their friend. He was gone. And the police thought that they were dealing with some sort of murder, that Travis was going to be dead and that their friends were cooking up some sort of UFO story. And when they were out in the woods looking around, they were looking for a body. They were looking for evidence uh, to, to pin a murder on somebody. And lo and behold, five days later, Travis shows back up. So we see you know, very similar types of stories. And when you know, those that are witnesses, not even the individual that uh, this has happened to, but uh, the witnesses that are there, people don't want to believe them. There's one thing, of course, we should mention about Travis Walton, and I do know him, I and mean, he's been on the PowerCast, and he was a really good guest. Okay. But, you know, there are questions there about the authenticity of his claims and that of his friends, but we can explore other things as we go on with Mike, Gene, and Tim. You're in the PowerCast. listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. It's obvious the unthinkable is happening. With all the recent media distractions, most folks never saw it coming. But a few did. Their guts told them something very wrong was going on. And now the headlines are proving them right. The people in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. Folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells biomass stoves, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, gravity-powered water filters, heirloom seeds, and survival gear that may come in handy soon. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com USA News Update. The White House condemned Elon Musk, owner of the social media site X, formerly Twitter, for endorsing an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory on his platform. White House spokesman Andrew Bates criticized Musk for calling the conspiracy the actual truth. Musk faced backlash for echoing the belief that white people in Western countries are being replaced with immigrants, a notion common among white nationalists. In another setback, IBM announced it halted advertising on X due to reports of its ads appearing alongside content praising Nazis, complicating the platform's efforts to regain support from major brands. Members of the United Auto Workers Union have seemingly given their nod to a new contract with the big three U.S. automakers. The vote at General Motors was closely contested, with approximately 55% of members supporting the deal. Preliminary results indicate that members at Stellantis and Ford are also likely to approve the contract. Skip Kelly, USA News. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. 
Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, The Gold Standard of Paranormal Radio. We are talking here with Mike Rick Secker. He's author of Travels Through Time, Inside the Fourth Dimension, Time Travel, and Stacked Time Theory. It's one of a number of books he's written, but it's... It's the one that we have in front of us right now, and we'll get to that in a moment. But when you talk about time differences, especially those who claim to have been abducted and they have missing time, I was thinking here of a cultural item back from the 50s where they played around with the look of E.T. and also time. And that was a B-sci-fi movie called Earth versus the Flying Saucers from 1956 with special effects by Ray Harryhausen, the stop-motion animation expert. Did you ever see it, Mike? I can't say that I have. Okay. It was loosely influenced by a flying saucer book from Major Donald Kehoe, and he never fully accepted that because he didn't understand that when you sell a book to Hollywood, it doesn't mean that the book will be used exactly as you wrote it. It might just... (laughs) be an influence whatever anyway there are a couple of scenes there that are interesting that relate to some of this and that is the ets are wearing this robotic suit but one of them is shot down and they take off his helmet and inside you see what they use the word ancient being but you see this gray type alien kind of sort of similar to the greys of later. And also, when our heroes are aboard the spaceship for a ride, time has stopped. It's like they're living between the seconds. So the producers, with all the other stuff they're doing, got the look of E.T. rather unique, except for sci-fi novels and such. They had a really interesting look for E.T. and also the consideration that time wouldn't work the same way with E.T. Then, of course, we have the movie Arrival with Amy Adams as a linguist Mm -hmm. back a few years back where communicating with E.T. is like communicating through time. Yeah, Arrival is is really fascinating where you have uh, those beings that essentially show up in modern times to pass along uh, information in their language and saying that... uh, you know, you're helping us in the future, so we're helping you now. These humans, of course, can't wrap their, their heads around that. But if you have beings that are interdimensional in nature, what I mean by that is you know, anything that is above the, the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is time. So anything above that, fifth, sixth, seventh, we have up to 11 hyperspatial dimensions, at least according to our theoretical physics, that anything above the dimension of time would be able to see time almost like an object. They're outside of it. They, time is irrelevant to them. So when you have some of these abduction cases, if these people are being taken not just to a craft, but to some other dimensional space, 
that is outside of our own, then time is certainly going to work differently for them and just may not even exist at all uh, within that dimensional space because they were outside of our perceived reality here on the plane of existence that we are at. Well, that also raises a point as to whether our concept of reality is itself an illusion. Well, from a certain point of view, it, it is. You know, our eyes only see into a you know, narrow band uh, of the spectrum. You know, we, we look at our animals and we know that they see and hear things uh, beyond us. So we're, we're only getting a glimpse of a certain percentage of the world around us. So there's certainly a lot more going on. And the idea of whether this is an illusion, and even, you know, Einstein said that, you know, you know, time is an illusion. Uh, you could go down the rabbit hole of you know, the simulated universe. You know, we are uh, essentially living in some sort of simulation uh, you know, that has that veil, for lack of a better term, pulled over our eyes, you know, that we are ex- experiencing some alternate reality from uh, another one beyond. As many of our listeners do, we have a dog a Bichon named Teddy Bear, a little white furry thing. And we've lived with him now for something like 11 years. And I see him do things anticipating actions I'm taking, but not at the same time. You know, you think when maybe the animal has an internal clock and it knows at 6 p.m. he gets fed. No, it's when I'm preparing to do it. I get up early in the morning to take him out for a brief walk. And it's not always at the same time, but as soon as... As I enter my office and put on my shoes and stand up from the other room, our bedroom, he jumps off the bed or wherever he is and walks towards me. At the point that I stand up, I don't know if I make that much noise because I stand (laughs) up in other ways without a problem. But when I stand up at that point after having put my shoes on to take him outside, he's there. doesn't matter what time it is. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love the way animals work. My fiance has a couple of cats, and they do the most bizarre things. Uh, Some similar to that, but other times, you know, know, what are they staring at in the corner? You know, those types of questions. Well, it's also a question that when you talk to them, how much do they know of what you're saying? Like, I'll say certain things, he tilts his head. Of course, there'd be things like he likes, like you're going to daycare, you know, which is kind of like a open daycare kind of center that we take him to every few weeks. And you say you want to go to daycare, the head tilts. Or you want to go to the vet for examination. He seems to understand that taking him to the vet is something that's good for him, even though it may not be comfortable getting a, uh, an inoculation or taking a blood test. But he never reacts to it negatively. He's always very friendly and cheerful. And when I say we're going to the vet, his head cocks. Yeah, there's so, there's a level of comprehension there. Oh, yeah. Well, they say that dogs can understand about the same number of words as maybe a one- or two-year-old child. Yeah, I believe that. That makes sense. But I also think they have that extrasensory kind of thing. Now, I guess we can get into that maybe later on in the show, since we're getting in, into time travel here, this book of yours, which is a fairly large book, 
travels through time inside the fourth dimension time travel and stacked time theory, Mike. What is stacked time theory? Stacked time basically basically is based on the concept that uh, time doesn't really exist. Uh, Time is a basically a human construct that we have devised in order to describe our reality. It's a, it's a measuring tool. So it helps us to keep track of the seasons, know when to plant the crops, when to uh, show up at work at the right moments. Our supervisors don't get upset with us, when to, when to meet the bus, that sort of thing. The, that's not the universe. Uh, I, I find it kind of funny that we're now trying to argue about you know, what time it is on the moon. <laughs> but, um, but time in and of itself uh, doesn't really truly exist. Uh, we talked a little bit about dimensions earlier. It's essentially our, our fourth dimension uh, and everything that we, ex- that we are able to uh, experience is everything that uh, is below us. So, you know, you have the first dimension is a line, second dimension is a plane, third dimension is basically, you could say a cube, but basically any three-dimensional object. Our consciousness is on that fourth dimension. And uh, when people talk like the river of time, it's a, it's a nice analogy for what we are experiencing in this uh, dimension. But time isn't the water in this theoretical river. Uh, it's what makes time flow, or I should say what, uh, what makes the river flow isn't the water itself. It's actually the banks. We are going to have more with Mike on time, and he's here on time. With Gene and Tim, you're in the Barricast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you love mysteries, you'll love these two books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll learn about the strange beings that can look like us, but are not. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll see the hard evidence of UFOs that has been ignored or even hidden. These books will definitely blow your mind, and both are now available on Amazon.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 
Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. This is James Fox, director of The Phenomenon and Moment of Contact. You're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, folks, we are traveling, in a sense, through time. We're trying to understand the construct of time and how things might interact. But... If we're putting the illusion of time out there for consideration, can we then say we could travel through space and alter the time in a sense that we could arrive there not in 25 years to a star that's 20 or 25 light years away, but an hour from now? Is that partly time-related, warp drive or whatever? Basically going faster than light, basically reducing the time it takes from traveling to these far distances. Is that time-related? Well, if we're going to try to travel great distances like that, uh, Newtonian physics isn't going to cut it. The human lifespan just 
doesn't last that long. So we're going to come up with some sort of uh, wormhole, Stargate portal, that sort of thing to to be able to travel there. Or do we figure out a way to be able to travel interdimensionally and take ourselves out of the dimension of time and elevate ourselves to one of these other dimensions, fifth, sixth, seventh, and, and so forth. So before we broke, we were talking about stack time theory, the river of time. And it's really the the banks of that river, going back to uh, that analogy, it's the banks of the river that control the flow. If you were to remove the banks, and all the water, all the time would spill out and would basically be like a stagnant pond, and you'd be able to experience all of it at once. Uh, Another way to look at it is if you're driving through a town, say 35 miles per hour, it takes you 10 minutes to drive through it. Maybe you pass a couple of houses, a gas station, a little store, that sort of thing. The time of that, the 10 minutes, um, is your relationship with it. But if you were to fly overhead in an airplane, you'd see it all at once. And what you had once had a time relationship with, you now have a spatial relationship with. And so that's kind of when we're looking at stack time. That's really what we're looking at is time as a spatial concept, all of it being there at once, all time being concurrent. And if you were in one of these other dimensions, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, you would see time as all being concurrent, all everything there. And so take where you're sitting right now. So if everything's there, that means everything past, present, future is all there and view it as like each moment is a photograph all stacked up on top of each other. And there are moments in which, because everything's frequency, resonance, vibration, two of those moments will resonate the same frequency for a moment, and we'll get a glimpse of something from another period in time, which is kind of what we call a a time slip. So we might be looking into the past, and whatever is there, whoever's there in the past is looking at us as if, we're the ghost or whatever they may be viewing us as. So, you know, time travel uh, would be the ability to move back and forth through one of those, basically two of those moments, two of those photos in the stack at will. So somebody from outside, fifth, sixth, seventh, would be able to just pick a moment and travel to it. It sounds almost... Uh, the way that you describe this, you know, photographs stacked upon each other, like how a motion picture works. You have individual frames that are static in nature, but as you roll the film, you know, at uh, whatever uh, film rate that they have now, you get the illusion of movement. So you could almost look at time like that. Somehow we have that illusion being trapped in the third dimension of time moving forwards. Yeah, that's another great analogy that, um, you know, so the entire all time in that uh, analogy would be the uh, the spool of, of film, right? And yeah, so as you roll through it, then it gives you that uh, illusion of of time moving. But 
somebody, say, the editor, uh, would have access to whichever frame in that that they wanted to to go to. Then if you have, like, uh, two films close to each other playing simultaneously on the projector, occasionally you'll get a bleed-through. Correct, and that would be what we would call a time slip. You would have a, a bleed through there for just a moment, and one would get a glimpse of the other. Sounds very similar uh, to what uh, uh, physicists are now calling uh, the block universe, which uh, uh, time can be can be both temporal and spatial. At the same time, in your description of it'll be in a say like uh, almost like a map unfolded in, uh, underneath you, and you can see time spread out like you would a location. It is. It's very similar to that. In fact, when I started my research on this a while ago, I mean, twenty years ago, I guess. Um, you know, I mean, the thought occurred to me, well, you know, what if all time was concurrent and we were able to you know, move through each moment at will somehow? Um, yeah, I, I did a little uh, research along the way and uh, you know, discovered that, you know, Einstein had this kind of the idea of the block universe uh, basically originated with him all those years ago. But he never really looked at it as a, a method of time travel and how to uh, you know, be able to harness that. You know, it seems like theoretical physics always tries to go to something like, you know, let's use a you know black hole and get near the event horizon and slingshot around it. And you know, that, we're not going to be able to do that. You know, even there's no black hole that's really within reason of getting to uh, for us. And even if you got that close to it. The sheer gravity would tear you apart. You know, they have a process called spaghettification. Uh, so you, you would die in the process. That's not really even reasonable. But just kind of going back to the idea of the block, you know, the idea that everything is whole. Uh, somebody that is outside of that would be able to freely move up and down. And then, of course, the idea that, uh, you know, a couple of these moments, and we don't really understand what the catalyst is. But the idea that some of these moments would resonate at the same frequency and get a uh, a glimpse of the other uh, is a little bit more than uh, a lot of these physicists are really willing to venture down. I think because it sounds more metaphysical in nature than you know your your classic physics. Well, also, you mentioned black holes. What about wormholes, which is supposedly the technology used for the Stargate? And also was the featured gimmick in the TV series Farscape, where this astronaut is caught into a wormhole and finds himself on the other side of the galaxy. Yeah, we find this used in a lot of sci-fi. Uh, we see it in Contact. We see it in Interstellar, of course, Stargate. Uh, so a lot of these... Uh, different films and television shows will use that and it's a great uh, uh, it, it's a great way to try to explore you know what we may be able to possibly do with these things so you know Einstein you know, Rosenbridge the idea that if you fold space and time uh, because trying to get to again with Newtonian physics two distant points in the cosmos uh, you know we're just not going to get there in the human lifespan 
So if you could, and that's the thing, you know, how, how to bend space and time. But if you could bend space and time to bring those two points together, then you could use uh, you know, that wormhole, that quote-unquote Einstein, Rosen bridge uh, to tr- traverse through. Well, it certainly would be easier for E.T. You know, they want to see us for lunch tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> And maybe they have figured that out. And you look into uh, a lot of our uh, ancient symbolism. You go to ancient sites in in Egypt and and elsewhere, and you see a lot of this symbolism of stargates and portals and and these sorts of things. And the idea is that the star people or the gods or what have you uh, traveled through these things to come to our planet. Well, it sure saves on fuel costs. (laughs) That's for sure. Then again, too, you know, you might get hungry if it takes more than two or three hours. You need your lunch. And so you'll have lunch in Alpha Centauri and you'll have dinner in Zeta Reticuli or something. There you go with Mike, Gene and Tim. You're in the Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we're looking through time and space here, and this is all in connection with Mike Rick Secker's book, Travels Through Time, Inside the Fourth Dimension, 
time travel and stacked time theory. Now, parenthetically, we mentioned Fifth Dimension. Of course, those of us who follow comic books think of Mr. Mixie's Pitalik. Do you know who that is? I'm not familiar. I'm sorry. Okay, that's a character in the Superman comics. Okay. He's absent from another dimension. They say Fifth Dimension. He has unlimited powers. But he can only be sent back to his dimension if he says or reads his name backwards. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Isn't it? What's interesting about that, hey, that, that, you know, that's not too far off. So, you know, scientists down in Antarctica uh, working on the Ice Cube project and the, uh, the Anita project. The results of that is it's basically work, they're working with neutrinos or they're testing neutrinos coming from space. And they had actually detected some working in the exact opposite fashion coming up out of the planet. And now this was a, over a year and a half ago now, a peer-reviewed published paper about how you know, these neutrinos could be indicative of a parallel universe running in reverse time. So somebody having to return to another dimension or parallel universe or something like that, having to say their name in reverse, well, hey, that's, uh, that's not too far off, is it? Well, you kind of think here that when they write these comic books and when they write novels, they are looking at scientific literature. Like oh, in sure. the early days, Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote these novels about Pellucidara, Civilization Beneath the Earth. He used actual writings at the time which theorized a hollow earth. And I don't subscribe to the, like, the complete hollow earth theory, but the idea that there are you know, vast chambers within the earth in which you know, there could be other civilizations and life forms surviving down there. You know, that's, you know, that's not too far out of the realm of possibility. We know that there are, you know, lava tubes, extinct magma chambers and things like that that are, uh, that are underground. And you have a lot of, you know, going back to, you know, ancient legends and folklore and things like that, there are stories of creatures and beings and other life forms living underground that, you know, whether they pulled humans down there or, uh, in some cases, in some origin stories for different cultures, uh, these beings helped the, uh, the indigenous people, uh, the humans, you know, survive cataclysms and things like that. So, um, yeah, again, it, it's not totally out of the realm of possibility. Now, a famous or infamous sci-fi and UFO writer from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, Ray Palmer. By the way, they used his name as the character, the Adam for DC comic books, a guy who makes himself small in a tiny suit. But anyway, Palmer, for a time, wrote about the alleged hollow earth. And people attacked him. Well, there's no real hollow earth. It's ridiculous. What you're saying is ridiculous. And they said, no, the hollow earth is really the astral, another plane of existence, but... That's like either going to another dimension, another reality, when he said that. That's obviously not so far off from this. 
Well, yeah, when you start talking about uh, astral projecting, sure, you could project to, because uh, again, you're talking about your consciousness. You could take, we are multidimensional beings. So our consciousness on the fourth dimension is inside our three dimensional vessel, which is our body. And so once that consciousness uh, comes out of the body, it, it can certainly walk around its native dimension. Or there are ideas and theories about projecting to other dimensions above ours. And again, fifth, sixth, seventh. And actually, I believe you know, real time travel would be somebody who can uh, project their consciousness from their uh, physical body here on this plane of existence and move up and down that stack of time that we were talking about before but be able but to be able to do that they would i believe have to uh somehow master that fifth dimension so to be able to take the consciousness out of the fourth into the fifth and then move up or down that stack and reinsert them into the fourth wherever else on that stack would be now when we talk about time travel that's also a very popular gimmick in sci-fi where the Enterprise goes back to the 1980s, San Francisco, that kind of thing. Yeah, of course, a lot of get the whales, right? <laughs> you have to get a couple of whales. We we want to get some. I, I don't want to say it the way Chekhov did, you know, some nuclear vessels. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but it actually was one of the better. Other Star Trek movies at the time, a lot of humor. That was the one, one of the two Trek films directed by Leonard Nimoy, as right. some of us record, right? And then he also played Spock at the same time. I always wonder how a movie director, and there's some really good ones like Jonathan Frakes also, are able to be stars in a film or TV show and also direct it. It's a lot of work, I can't imagine. But that would be a lot of work. It's worse than just singing while playing piano or drums. <laughs> I imagine so. Yeah, I wouldn't want to try it myself. Actually, the person who I think who did that best playing drums was Karen Carpenter. Who oh, was a, yeah. She was a wonderful, skilled drummer. And she'd sing while playing the drums in that fabulous voice. And she's doing all these things with the drums. It's like she's two people, one head singing and the, the rest of the body playing the drums. It was amazing if you ever see the things on YouTube and you have to then really, really feel sad that she died so young. But let's get back yeah. to time travel, time travelers, going back through time. One of the theories in the UFO field is that E.T. is not E.T., it's us. Maybe thousands of years from now, going back, to pay a visit, going back to undo a wrong. And then, of course, we think of the grandfather theory, where if you go back through time, kill your grandfather, you don't exist. Even, for example, the Back to the Future movie, where Marty McFly goes back through time, and if he doesn't make sure that his parents get together, he can't exist. Yeah, it, that's uh, it's, it's definitely a, a fun thing to look at. I've always enjoyed Back to the Future. And yeah, he uses that classic grandfather paradox. Um, I don't think he would have completely disappeared. 
you know, had he disrupted that, I think time just would have ended up very different. Sure, he wouldn't have been born, but his physical body still would have been there because now we're uh, you know, venturing time off in a new direction. But I always find that uh, I find it funny because uh, a lot of times, you know, classic physicists will, uh, you know, denounce the the grandfather paradox and say, well, that's just, you know, sci-fi gimmick and what have you. But uh, in the 1980s, a couple of physicists were having a a back and forth uh, discussion uh, because there was a uh, a theory that that had come to light, the Novikov Novikov, uh, consistency principle, which basically stated that while time travel would be possible, that nothing could possibly be changed with that time travel because the the equation wouldn't come out to zero. So basically he was calculating you know, all this math and just said, well, yeah, okay, time travel can happen, but if something changes, it, it won't work because the equation won't come out to zero. So this was this uh, consistency principle. So Joe Polchinski and Kip Thorne, two renowned physicists, were having this back and forth uh, about this. And so Polchinski postulated, well, okay, let's say, let's take a billiard ball and you shoot the billiard ball through a wormhole. Before we sure. find what, out what happened at Billiard Ball, we've got to have the pause that refreshes with Mike, Gene, and Tim. You're in. The Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just dollar fifty a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. 
I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. It's obvious the unthinkable is happening. With all the recent media distractions, most folks never saw it coming. But a few did. Their guts told them something very wrong was going on. And now the headlines are proving them right. The people in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. Folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells biomass stoves, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, gravity-powered water filters, heirloom seeds, and survival gear that may come in handy soon. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smokey Bear. Because for 75 years, he's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But there's a lot more to say. Like, if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire. So be careful out there. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, we've taken our pause. Let's get back to the secrets of the billiard ball, Mike. Yes, the secrets of the billiard ball. Yeah, so... Polchensky suggests, well, if you shoot this billiard ball through a, a wormhole, so he's using the Einstein-Rosen bridge, and that wormhole comes out, basically loops back around, so that the billiard ball exits and hits itself just before it originally goes into the wormhole, and you're knocking it off course, and this is what they ended up calling the Polchensky paradox. And this, for many physicists, was acceptable. And I kind of had to laugh at that because it's essentially the same exact thing as the grandfather paradox. But instead of using somebody going back in time to knock their grandfather off course so that they're never conceived, it's a billiard ball that's sent back in time to knock a billiard ball off course. But that's acceptable. (laughs) So I I had to laugh at that. Going back to the beginning of that question about the possibility that some of these UFOs and ETs are ourselves, they're time travelers. I I always try to be careful about something like this, because there are people that say that's all UFOs and UAPs are. They are ourselves. They are time travelers. And to me, well, okay, it's a wonderful idea. I agree with it in part. I'm very, very hesitant to say with any of this phenomenon that one answer is the answer and that's it. There's no other acceptable answer. 
I believe that many of these ideas are very plausible in that there is no one answer to explain all this phenomena, that there are multiple answers for all this phenomena. So, sure, one UFO up there may be a time traveler. Another one may be an actual physical craft from another place in the universe. Another one may be some sort of interdimensional being or, or what have you. Or another way would just be a plasma event. So I think there's multiple answers for these events. When it comes to the ET part of it, that you know it's ourselves instead, I like it, but let's take a step back here. Ourselves in the future developing time travel technology to come back, sure, I'll agree with that. But it doesn't necessarily have to be human. It, does, it doesn't have to be, it could be indigenous to Earth, but it could be, I mean, think about this. The Earth is four and a half billion years old. There's about another five billion years left to its existence. We're kind of in a unique place. We're almost right in the middle of the Earth's lifespan. But while we take a look at those raw numbers, 4.55, they don't sound like big numbers, but really in the grand scheme of things, humanity has only been here for a very, very short period of time. Think about this. Dinosaurs went extinct. They went extinct 64 million years ago, which is just over 1% of the entire lifespan of the Earth. So in the Earth's age, that's a very short time ago. But to us as humans, that's a really, really long time. The oldest human fossils are about 315,000 years old. It's not that long ago. So that means 5 billion years out into the future, humans may not even exist. You know, 64 million years from now, humans might not be here on Earth for a variety of reasons. You know, you can pick a catastrophe or we've annihilated ourselves or, you know, we ended up having to move off the planet and and we've gone elsewhere. Uh, All those are possibilities on the table. So those things coming back, while they may be time travelers, they could be another intelligent life form that has evolved here on Earth, developed civilization, eventually developed time travel and came back. It could even be, still, an extraterrestrial life form that millions of years from now came across our planet, deemed it was habitable for them, colonized it, and eventually developed time travel capabilities and went back in time. Yes, I agree that some of these uh, UFOs and UAPs could be time travelers from Earth. Doesn't necessarily make them human. I was thinking about the uh, Michael Masters the uh, professor who's written several books on this subject. That's one of the things that that he talked about was that it's not necessarily ourselves visiting us from the past, that the entire technology, whatever you want to call it, for time travel could have been developed by some other race. And now because time is basically open, that they have joined forces with other people throughout history, which could account for some of these experiences that have been reported by witnesses of seeing not only what appears to be, and you know, you put this in quotation mark, extraterrestrial beings, but also people in Air Force uniforms or very clearly human-like people all you know, moving around and, and seem to be part of the, the same kind of system. 
and I can I can think of as as uh, Gene would say I can think of all kinds of of pop culture you know movies and television shows that that uses this kind of scenario, but like you said I mean you know why should we be the only game in town? Right, exactly. Yeah, pick pick a television show or a film or what have you, and there are there are a lot of fascinating and wonderful ideas to try to explain this. And I think that's what we're doing through. Through our popular culture, through our written works, books, uh, and things like this, is we're we're trying to make sense of this. So, somebody has an idea and they run with it. You know, what what if this happened? What if this was the truth? And it gets us thinking. And I and I think that's a wonderful thing that you know we're having this type of a conversation and trying to work through a lot of the different ideas and possibilities of you know, what it is we're actually seeing and experiencing. Well, there is a lot of um, instances within the the whole UFO phenomena that seems to indicate some kind of time factor, uh, uh, whether or not like these craft or whatever you'd want to call them uses time travel as a form of propulsion. And I think about like the Oz effects and some of these uh, missing missing time uh, uh, events to some of the occupants of these craft who have actually come out and talked to people asking weird questions like what is your time or even going as far as to telling these people what's going to happen to them in their future. You know, you're going to, you know, leave town and move into such and such a house or your Uncle John is going to die in a car accident, you know, two weeks from now. Hardly things that you would expect uh, astronauts from another planet to be uh, talking about. Right, exactly. And those type of beings, yeah, they're not going to be uh, yeah, an astronaut or a cosmonaut or what have you from another planet that is, you know, just exploring the universe, uh, you know, maybe looking for a place to colonize. I, I think there are those out there, but um, but yeah, those that seem to be outside the dimension of time that have this uh, additional knowledge of things that are going to happen. We're going to happen to break right now with Mike, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203.
USA News update. Patients and staff are evacuating Gaza's largest hospital, Al-Shifa, with a few remaining doctors attending to those too vulnerable to leave. As the Israeli military reportedly ordered staff to evacuate, a claim disputed by Israel. Accusations by Israel allege that Hamas uses Al-Shifa for military purposes, and that's a claim denied by Hamas, as well as medical officials. The U.N. is urging Israel to provide access to the medical center for an investigation into the conflicting claims. Apple has decided to stop advertising on X following owner Elon Musk's remarks on anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Musk responded to an anti-Jewish post by expressing agreement with the user's views. Additionally, Apple ads were reportedly displayed alongside far-right content. This decision aligns with a similar move by IBM and marks a departure for Apple, a significant advertiser on what was previously Twitter. Skip Kelly, USA News. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. This is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Describing the possible impact of time travel, uh, creatures who might have experienced time travel and what might be going on with them. Mike, Rick Secker, please go on. Yeah, I was just basically agreeing that, you know, some of these beings are, you know, outside uh, that dimension of time. Now, I, I think that we tend to forget. Now, you might have an extraterrestrial race from an, another planet that has figured out how to move through the different dimensions and it has conquered time travel, what have you. But uh, there are other beings and entities. When we look at Again, our theoretical physics has uh, told us that there's up to 11 hyperspatial dimensions. 
if that is true, I think it would also stand to reason that there are beings and entities that live within those dimensions as well. That it's not just, you know, humans live you know, on our plane of existence, and and that's it. And any other being and creature would also have to live on you know that dimension and plane of existence. These other dimensions are also going to have beings and entities within them. And again, they they would be outside of the realm of time. So they would certainly be able to look at anything in our dimension since they were above it and say, oh yeah, like you know, like your example, your you know your uncle John got in a car accident and died, or. Five years from now, you're going to, you know, get married or something like that. Um, they would be privy to to that kind of information because they would be able to go look at it. So then if somebody says they could foresee the future, they're actually traveling through time or perceiving a wider range of time options. To a degree, yeah. So, uh, you know, somebody who's able to... Truly, you know, not just, um, you know, somebody who's doing like a, a cold psychic reading and, um, you know, looking for keys and clues to be able to give give something that sounds accurate. You know, we have, especially during our sleep, uh, and, I, and I do believe, not, not to put down psychics or anything, I, I, I do believe there are some very, very uh, true and accurate psychics in, in, in that sense. They are able to uh, see some of these things, but, um, and, I, and I've worked with some good ones. You know, you look at our, our sleep state and, you know, our brain enters a variety of different uh, wavelengths, uh, brain states while while we're sleeping. And there are times where, you know, people wake up from a dream and they're like, oh, that was pretty realistic. And then a day, a week, a month later, the exact same thing that they were dreaming about actually happens. And so, you know, we call that like some sort of premonition. And essentially what's happening here is, again, everything's frequency resonance vibration, and they're able to actually tune into some other moment on that stack of time, tune into one of those other photographs, pick up on that frequency and get a glimpse of one of those things occurring. And that becomes, again, what we would call a, a premonition. So this is something that you know, a lot of people have been able to do a lot of times by mistake. Some people have been able to, to train themselves to to tune in to uh, certain frequencies and get that glimpse themselves, which are one which would be the, the psychics that are a bit more uh, accurate in nature. And then you have uh, the idea of the collective unconscious uh, from, from Carl Jung and what other people call the Akashic Records. Very, very similar concepts. I basically call it eternal knowledge, which if all time is concurrent, then all of the knowledge of the universe is also there to be accessed. And, you know, you see people come up with, you know, ideas and concepts that are far, far ahead of their time, like Nikola Tesla. You know, where where was he getting the idea of, and he didn't know how it was going to, you know, ultimately come about, but where does he come up with the ideas of, you know, all the knowledge of the universe being a, a device you can you know, slip into your pocket, and now we have these cell phones. Uh, he had ideas about, you know, robots and artificial intelligence in the 1890s, you know, and everybody was laughing at him. And here it is, we have it now. So um, so there are, there's knowledge out there that's very, you know, it seems like we're uh, looking into the future or, you know, getting glimpses of the future, and in a, in a way we are, but we're really just tuning into that frequency to uh, to get that glimpse or gain that knowledge. Would that explain also why some highly creative people 
will have a dream. And they'll wake up and there's Paul McCartney writing yesterday or letting be. <laughs> that came to him in a dream. And he's not the only songwriter who could say that. Yeah, exactly. It happens with writers as well. It's happened. It's happened with me in, in my writing where um, I've had a, a dream about something and I just go, I go write it down. Um, or even you know, writing this book travels through time. Uh, when I was writing, it was part of the uh, ancient perspectives on time chapter. And I just, I had woken up in the middle of the night, could not fall back asleep. And I usually don't write very well late at night. I'm one that um, I can still function and move around and do uh, like manual labor sorts of things at night, but my mind doesn't work for writing as well. It's a little too punch drunk by that point. But um, it was like 3, 3.30 in the morning, and I just had this this notion, this idea that I had to go and work on that particular chapter. And you know, part of it is just, okay, I'm, I'm writing on uh, the Australian Aboriginal concepts of the dream time, which, again, they're talking about all, all time being concurrent. But then that last paragraph of that chapter, which I think is one of the most well-written things I've ever written, of, I have 13 books to my credit, uh, one of the most well-written paragraphs I've ever put together and reading it later when I, when I woke up the next morning, I was like, Oh my God, I wrote that. It was just, it, it was bizarre to me, but um, yeah, some of my best writing was when I was half asleep and punch drunk and not a, not a place where I usually write, but I had tapped into something uh, to conclude that chapter. Well, I also should say here, that when my son and I were writing science fiction novels, we would talk back and forth about a chapter or a plot idea. And I remember some of the sequences in that book were things I sort of dreamed about and woke up and said, ah, let's use that. So I guess it happens to everyone or almost everyone. It's just a question of how you use it. How, for example, Keith Richards could use his dream to create that basic rhythm for I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah, I think when you are, it, it's, again, I think it's a, a matter of tuning into to frequencies and you, know, you are, your, your body is going to, in, in those states, I mean, it, it's a meditative state, really. And when you're asleep, it's a deep meditative state. Um, but your your frequency is going to look for you know other things that it has in common. It's going to try to tune into uh, something that it, it relates to uh, to find you know that similar frequency. And uh, again, that knowledge is all eternal, and it grabs it, it, it recognizes it, and then essentially downloads it. I got another story for you on that. Um, when I was, and I hope we have enough time for this, with this segment, but when I was a kid, about one minute, but we could split. Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with this. When I was a kid, I really enjoyed the Rocky movies, uh, that still Sylvester Stallone produced still do. And when I started writing at a young age, about seven years old. And so it was after Rocky two had come out. I wanted to produce my or write my own little Rocky three. 
And in my story for Rocky Three, I had Rocky become friends with Apollo Creed, and he fights a Russian boxer. And so we see that in Rocky Three, yes, he becomes friends with Apollo Creed, and in Rocky Four, he fights a Russian boxer. But wait, there's more. And I, do we have enough time, or we got to cut to the break? Well, let's cut to the break because all right, that's interesting, isn't it? That of course the Creed movies are based on the son of Apollo Creed. Right. So, you know, where that comes full circle. In any case, Mike Ricksecker joins Gene Steinberg and Tim Swartz. You're in the Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is an urgent warning. America is heading for another major financial disaster at an alarming rate. We could see stock prices fall as much as 50%, but this time the crash could be more violent and come faster than you ever imagined. We are Advantage Gold, America's most trusted precious metals company, and we are here to sound the alarm that winter is coming for investors. And now is the time to take actions that may help protect and secure your portfolio with physical precious metals. Want to help protect your hard-earned money before it's too late? Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000 and request our free gold and silver survival kit today. Mention that you heard us on the radio and learn how you could get up to $1,000 in free silver coins. The number is 800-900-8000. Call now to get your free survival kit and see if you qualify for $1,000 in free silver today. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 94 Live Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 94 Live Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 94 Live Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 94 Live Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. 
Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-430-1891-800-
dumb guy. Right. Yeah. And we were talking about, you were talking about it earlier about, you know, being a director and an actor and Stallone was writer, director, and actor. Uh, and, and producer. And, and producer. Right. Yes. Hey, Adrian. Yeah, you know, Stallone gets a, a bad, a bad rap, and I understand it. it's it's the delivery, and there's there's nothing he can do about it because you know the, the whole side of his uh, mouth there is is paralyzed. It was it was born that way. It's something that he's he's dealt with, and he's worked it into his character. So um, so I commend him for you know working with that disability to get where he is now. He turned his disability into a shtick. Just like, for example, Arnold Schwarzenegger never learned how to drop his Austrian accent or deliberately decide not to because that is part of the character. Correct, yeah. Yeah, so they used it to their advantage, which, yeah, is smart. Guy used what you had. Like, Ringo Starr is a lefty playing a right-handed drum kit, and he parlayed that into these unique stylings that made him influence virtually all rock drummers who followed him. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's interesting where some of these things come out of, but um, yeah, people, you have enough determination, you can make the best of whatever your situation is. Let's get back to the time travel theories about what's mm-hmm. going on here. So the theory being here is that if we could do it 10,000 years from now, could we do it now? Could we be like the character George in the time machine from the late 1890s soon? Somehow develops a time machine. Yeah, I, you know, this is what I this is what I say in the the book that I think uh, time travel will have to do more with us than a DeLorean in a flux capacitor. You know, when our, our physicists talk about uh, developing a uh, a time machine, you know, one they'll either say, well, you know, we could develop a machine, but the amount of energy that it would take would be you know, the amount of energy of the sun. We would have to harness all of that energy. Well, okay, if we did that, we would annihilate the planet just trying to power this one machine. Or two, like we were talking about earlier, uh, with trying to utilize a black hole in order to do it. So neither one of those possibilities are really feasible. Um, but I believe it's possible. We've kind of uh, danced around it a little bit here, talking about you know, being able to you know, move the consciousness around from uh, one of the stacks uh, or one of the uh, photos in the stack of time to another. And I think this is uh, really well illustrated. Uh, we also mentioned Christopher Reeve earlier, uh, and we've been talking a lot of pop culture uh, in the movie Somewhere in Time. Uh, which is based off of the uh, book by Richard Matheson, Bedtime Return. And if you try to find that book now, they've renamed it to Somewhere in Time. And, um, you know, a really fascinating movie in which essentially, for those listeners that aren't familiar with it, you know, the the main character played by Reed, Richard, um, essentially wills his consciousness from 1980 back to 1912 you know, so that he can go... You know, meet this woman from this photograph that he's he's fallen in love with, and what he does is he he's in the hotel room at the hotel where you know she had performed uh, all those years ago. He clears out the the room entirely of any modern accoutrements, and he sets it up at least in his best estimation to uh, what it would have looked like in 1912. Changes his clothes to that era, you know, gets some coins and things from that era as well. And uh, you know, he convinces himself that he is actually back in 1912 and his 
consciousness is then uh, you know, essentially projected back there. He wills himself to that moment in time. And, you know, I, I remember watching that as a kid, absolutely fell in love with the movie and found it utterly fascinating. And then as an adult, uh, getting, you know, diving deeper into the actual book. Now, Matheson wrote both the uh, screenplay and the book that preceded it. And when you actually read the book, um, he has his character, Richard, go to the library, which he does in the movie. But some of the books that he checks out in the in the book version are different than the screenplay. So he's actually uh, looking up and reading books on the concepts of time, the philosophy of time that are real books like um, Man in Time by J.B. Priestley and, and some of these others. And so uh, Matheson had actually studied a lot of these different concepts of time and how time works and how you might be able to travel through time based on all of this work, and then incorporated that into his book and the screenplay for this film. So I think he was really on to something there, that this is how time travel would really work. And you go back through time, and there's Jane Seymour. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Who wouldn't want to go back for Jane Seymour? By the way, there's now, today she's, what, 70 years old, and she stars in this British TV series, called Harry Wilde, where she becomes like a Mrs. Marple character. She's a retired professor who decides to solve murder mysteries. And by the way, if you get get Acorn, which is the network that streams these shows, it's a lot of fun. She is just a wonderful actress. You don't think of that until you see her now as an older woman, and she's completely overwhelms the show, just her presence. But let's not forget what happened towards the end of the film. Christopher Reeve calls back through time and to see this woman he's obsessed with, played by Jane Seymour, but he forgets one thing. His wristwatch. Uh, it, was actually a, it was actually a penny. The, uh, the, the watch, it was a pocket watch. And that actually becomes what we call a, a bootstrap paradox because there's no origin to it, um, you know, because it basically only exchanges hands between him and her at different points in time. What sends him back is when he was dealing with all the, the coinage, it accidentally slipped in a, a penny from 1980 in there. And that's what zapped him back to the present. So, again, the illusion was broken. Right. The illusion was broken. It reminded him that, oh, I'm not really in 1912, I'm in 1980, and it broke that connection. It's interesting to have seen this movie because Reeve plays this very subdued kind of guy. And this was after, a couple of years after he did Superman the movie, and you think, he did this movie to show a totally opposite cerebral character, as opposed to this action hero who could leap tall buildings with a single bound and showed what a flexible actor he was. Mike, Gene, and Tim flying away with The Pentecost. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? 
If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. I need to file my tax return right the first time. How can I be sure to do that? Doing your taxes yourself? Using e-file is the best way to file an accurate tax return. Mistakes can delay your refund, so spend an extra few minutes making sure you can file an accurate return the first time around. Avoid common errors by spelling all names correctly and using correct social security numbers. Double-check your bank account numbers for direct deposit and double-check your math, too. Oh, yeah, don't forget to sign and date your return. Every day, we take steps to keep the people we love safe, but some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs, like the ones that cause Lyme disease. Mice searching for food can spread bacteria that makes us sick. Mosquitoes lay eggs in standing water and can spread West Nile virus and more. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home, leaving behind allergens that can trigger asthma attacks. Common pests can threaten our health. Learn how to protect your family at PestWorld.org. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're talking about time, time travel, the reality. Is there a reality? Are we just kind of going through theorizing here, Mike, or how would this work out in the real world? Well, that's a good question. Are we actually in the real world? Because <laughs> you, you you just questioned reality. So, yeah, what is what is reality? Is, is this really our reality, or is this an experience that we're having elsewhere? So, like when we look at uh, ideas of the uh, simulated universe, the idea that. You know, what our existence here is just an illusion. We've kind of, you know, been talking about illusions here and there as well. And um, I, I believe that we are to to some extent. I don't believe it's a computer simulation like out of the matrix. I think a lot of people think of it that way now because of our, our science fiction in that particular movie, of course. And that's fine. It, it helps us to to grapple with some of those different concepts. But I think it's something that's more organic and biological in nature, but still a type of simulation. And our ancient religions talked about this. You, you know, you look at uh, some of those Eastern cultures, the idea of of reincarnation that you know we're coming from, you know, wherever it is, the home world down to here, living a life, learning and experiencing, and then go back up and start the whole cycle again. Well, that's essentially logging in and out of the simulation, whether it's, you know, computer-based or, or otherwise. It could be a flight simulator, sure. It could be a computer, all these different things. So then we look at time in that concept. 
And again, we could use uh, a computer or a video game or whatever as a potential idea for that. All of that is existing within the program. It's there. It's all whole. Uh, kind of like we, we've been talking about, you know, some of these other concepts. The whole thing is there. You know, you take, you could go back to you know, the mid '80s with, you know, Super Mario on a cartridge. You know, the whole game was there. You played it through in a linear fashion. Sometimes you could find a back door to another level, but the ones that could go in and out at will you know, before the thing was in the cartridge was, you know, the programmers. Uh, same thing with the downloadable program. Now, you know, it's the whole thing is there, and while the casual player has to move through the thing literally. Those that are above that, the again, the programmers, know how to go in and out at will. And so if we are in this in this simulation, then we're a part of that whole. We're in that cartridge. We're in that program. So there's something else that is beyond that, that uh, is another world. And time, of course, would work very differently there then again take, take like a uh, mario or uh, or a lot of rpg games use day night cycles but the day night cycles work very differently than our natural time cycles so yeah from from the perspective of a simulated universe time is would be very different i wanted to go back just uh, uh, briefly you had talked about at an earlier part of the show nikola tesla Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that he always referred to with the development of his inventions was his ability to picture whatever it was that he was working on as a finished product. And he, the way he described it, it almost sounded like a, like a hologram that would uh, be in front of his eyes, like a vision. And he could uh, rotate it, turn it around in any different direction, tear it apart. And then basically he would just copy down this vision as reality, you know, and then, and then have his engineers put it together as per his specifications. So, I mean, it sounds very much like what you were talking about uh, uh, earlier, that, you know, was he tapping into that Akashic record, so to speak, or was he having visions from the future, where his future mind was actually sending that vision back to him? Yeah, I think we're almost talking one and the same thing here. So, yeah, he, he's basically his whatever brainwave state that he was accessing it with. Uh, you could say it was a vision. It may be the record, uh, if we want to look at it from the idea of Akashic record or collective unconscious or eternal knowledge. Perhaps that record to him was visual where he was able to open up and see it and you know laid out all out in front of him. Uh, yeah, the problem with Tesla was that he was so tapped into all that that he was opening things that were far beyond it. And he didn't want to take the steps because in his mind, he would tell people this. Um, they'd be like, well, can you build us what you know that is? And he's like, oh, I don't have to. I already know it works. I want to get on to the next thing. Hmm. That's why, like with the Wardenclyffe Tower, um, you know, he's trying to – basically, he's talking about you know wireless transmission across the globe. And that was so – the concept of that was so far beyond – uh, what everybody else was envisioning or talking about at the time, you know, they either, you know, they would they would laugh at him. And when J.P. Morgan, you know, pulled his funding from him, uh, it was because he's looking over there at 
you know, Marconi. And Marconi is sending, uh, you know, ship-to-shore signals using Tesla's technology, by the way, uh, to, you know, to do that sort of thing. And Tesla's like, I already know that can work. That, that, whatever, it's using my technology. I know that's, that can work. That's fine. I'm doing that for the whole globe. That's nothing. But the you know, regular casual human being wants to see those steps because the larger, grander vision is just is too much for him. But that's what Tesla was seeing. So he's like, yeah, I already know that little stuff is going to work. Let me get to the big thing and forego those steps that you guys want to see. That's why he get his, his funding pulled. Well, one of the other things about Tesla is that uh, in uh, his New York laboratory, he actually uh, suffered from an accident where he was uh, uh, shocked and uh, said afterwards that in that moment, he actually felt like that he had been uh, uh, placed outside of uh, space-time and he could see the entire past, present, future unfurled in front of him for that brief moment and he said that he felt in that brief moment which to him he said it felt like an eternity even though it was just a couple of seconds that the entire universe opened up to him and he uh, and and in fact that's uh, he used that to later try to come up with his own unified field theory so tesla was a unique uh, unique person definitely he definitely was. And even, you know, when he was a younger man, he didn't call it astral projection. He described it a little bit differently. But when he was a younger man in Serbia, he essentially described you know, projecting uh, when he was that age. And so he was definitely tied into the universe in a lot different ways than his peers. But how could he say that? I mean, he'd sound like a lunatic if he just tried to verbalize that, especially at that time. He did verbalize it, which is why they all thought he was crazy. <laughs> well, there you go. You see what I was saying was right. You know, I think of the concepts of reality and simulations. I think of Star Trek's holodeck. Yeah. Everything seems real, but it only exists within the computerized environment. And then we have the character in Star Trek Voyager where they don't have a doctor aboard the ship. So they use the holographic doctor that's portrayed by Robert Picardo. And who has a, just a great sense of humor in the way he plays the character. But as the series progresses, he becomes more and more real to the point where he can exist not only outside of the room in which the holographic projections take place, but on a planet. You could beam him down, this holographic projection, and he still has this reality about him. Yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely a, a fascinating concept, and to see that you know that sort of idea evolve. So, uh, some of these, well, I guess that's kind of the reverse of it. Um, I was going to say some of these you know phenomena that we see and witness within our reality here, whether it's you know, maybe something like a ghost or a shadow person or or something like that, a light being. You know, these could be. Uh, you know, beings from from beyond outside uh, the simulation that uh, come in here on a temporary basis. We're going to be temporarily gone here for a second, then we'll get back with Mike, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. (laughs) 
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream for the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at teamg'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at teamg'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. Teamg'day.com. Teamg'day.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So if they're coming here, Mike, from outside of our reality, is that something they control or does it just happen? I believe it would probably be something that they control. If if you're talking somebody somebody that's outside the program, they would have to insert themselves into it somehow. So you think of, and again, we can kind of go back to the idea of a um, of some sort of game space or whatever. A lot of these online games. Now, again, the, the program is all whole in its entirety, you know, out there on the server, and there's you know like a, a client on your computer side of it. So player characters are kind of bound by all of that. But somebody that is a game master that's from the company that has produced this thing that maybe there's some maintenance they need to run or they're you know, maybe they're watching and observing how uh, players interact uh, within the game space so they can you know, do some other developing later on, that sort of thing, um, they would insert themselves wherever they want to within that game space because they would have the basically the right privileges and access to be able to do that to move in and out of that space at will and so they would certainly have control to be able to do that the player characters themselves are still you know bound by uh, the rules of that particular program however but also remember since this is software a developer can patch the software to add extra stuff. Well, sure. And that could be, um, <laughs> well, if you look at uh, what we keep discovering along the way, you know, our, you know, the James Webb telescope, uh, what was it earlier this year when it was looking into the distant universe, uh, our astronomers, you know, kind of started scratching their heads. Um, there's a lot more out there than we had originally anticipated. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the universe keeps going, guys. There is so much more going on. Uh, So was that that a patch that uh, we developed some technology here to be able to see even more of the universe? Maybe. Or maybe the universe expands based on our perceptions of it. As we understand more, there's more to understand. This is true, yeah. Therefore, we are creating the reality, the expanding reality. Yeah, I mean, we we're, we're the driving force beyond or behind uh, everything that we are experiencing. I mean, we could have just stayed here on the planet, but we keep looking up to the heavens and beyond. Uh, so, as we keep searching and seeking, we keep finding more things. Yeah. We've talked about uh, throughout the program. Uh, technological approaches to the subject. But what about time slips? This seems to be something that happens to people that, at least as far as we know, doesn't involve technology, but uh, possibly some kind of natural phenomena. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, time slips are basically, uh, you know, two moments in time, getting a glimpse of each other uh, at that at that same moment. So, 
So you could be, you know, you could see a woman in a 17th century dress all of a sudden in in a room before you. And she turns and looks at you and acknowledges that you're there. Uh, You know, how does she how does she see you? She see you, you know, in in full or so it makes you wonder about some of our ghosts, hauntings and and things like that. Are these just, you know, time slips where, uh, you know, something's playing out in front of you for a brief moment? And the question then becomes, you know, of course, what's what's the catalyst? of that. So I think some of it, you know, we have you know, very energetic spots uh, along the globe, which I think, you know, help to manifest these sorts of things. Um, a really fascinating story by uh, the famous poet Goethe. Um, I'll be telling this story. And uh, he's, he's on the road walking to uh, Drusselheim one day. He's having an affair with a young woman there and he's kind of lost in thought. And as he's walking down this road, he notices this man on the other side of this road in this gold-trimmed gray suit. And goes to get a better look at the guy. And all of a sudden, the guy, he just disappears right in front of him. What in the the world happened there? the, The guy was just standing right there. How did he just suddenly disappear? He can't answer it, and he's keeps on his way. A couple years later... He's walking down the same road in the opposite direction. And as he's nearing that spot where he had that incident, he recalls the incident occurring, and then looks down, and he realizes and notices, wait a minute, I was the man of the gold trim gray suit, because I'm actually wearing that suit right now. So... This is if you if you Google that, it'll come up under like doppelganger stories and things like that. But it's not really a doppelganger story. Uh, it's really a time slip story in which Goethe, for a moment, was able to tune into himself. I think he, he was in a, a bit of a meditative state, uh, as he describes it. Uh, he was you know, lost in thought. Well, it's, you know, these days we kind of call that, you know, zoning out. And we do that. You know, like when we're driving down the road and um, we're thinking about whatever, and all of a sudden we, we miss our exit. We have to turn around and go back. You know, we lost in our thoughts. It is a type of meditative state. And so, um, you know, I believe while in that bit of a meditative state, he was able to tune into his own energy. He recognized himself uh, at another point in time along that road and was able to get a glimpse of it. And when he noticed, you know, this figure over there in this suit, and he wanted to get a better glimpse of it consciously, like, oh, I want to get a better look at this guy in this in this gold trim suit, uh, it broke that meditative state, and he lost the the image of it. Almost like the movie Somewhere in Time, where his meditative state <laughs> was interrupted, and he lost it. Yeah, it was interrupted by recognizing the penny from 1980, and that's what broke it. Yep. Now I've talked about it on the uh, on the show before, but I had a time slip experience. Well, time slip or haunting? It's it's still debatable. Where uh, myself and a friend, when we were teenagers, had a flat tire. Uh, in front of this uh, old farmhouse, and the uh, uh, old man from the house came out and uh, brought us a, a a board to help support the um, the 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 jack, so we could uh, uh, jack the car up and, and change the tire. Well, 
my mom being the typical mom from the uh, uh, 70s, uh, set me back with a pie to thank this guy. Nothing there. House was gone. Exact same, loca- exact same location. There was indications that there had been a house there, but uh, uh, it's uh, uh, just a, just an open field at that point. It was gone. Oh, that's that's fascinating. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, a story that um, my good friend Andrea Perrin likes to tell, and I uh, featured this story on uh, the docu series I put together called uh, The Shadow Dimension. Let us hold that shadow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, let, let us hold that shadow in abeyance, and we'll call it up in our next segment with Mike Ricksecker, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz. You're in the Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. The IDF, Israeli Defense Forces, going deeper into Gaza, taking out Hamas terrorists, as still no deal reached to free the hostages. USA's Skip Kelly with more. Patients and staff are evacuating Gaza's largest hospital, Al-Shifa, with a few remaining doctors attending to those too vulnerable to leave, as the Israeli military reportedly ordered staff to evacuate, a claim disputed by Israel. Accusations by Israel allege that Hamas uses Al-Shifa for military purposes. Thanksgiving week here in the United States could be tough for travel, as rain, snow, and fog expected in some states, rain out in the northwest, then a storm system in the south will head toward the northeast. The good news, though, dry weather conditions across most of the country on Thursday. USA's John Schaefer has more. AAA projecting that over 55 million Americans will travel 50 miles or more for Thanksgiving this year. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. It's obvious the unthinkable is happening. With all the recent media distractions, most folks never saw it coming. But a few did. Their guts told them something very wrong was going on. And now the headlines are proving them right. The people in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. Folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. 
Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells biomass stoves, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, gravity-powered water filters, heirloom seeds, and survival gear that may come in handy soon. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. This is Kurt Southern, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. Mike, let's call it up and see what happens. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I was saying my uh, good friend, Andrea Perrin. So people are recognizing the name from uh, the first Conjuring movie. So she's the eldest daughter from that movie. And the movie was not based at all on their real experiences. Most of that is uh, uh, fictionalized for the film. But um, they had they had lived in that house for ten years, had all kinds of wild and crazy experiences throughout the entire ten years. But aside from the hauntings, she said, even with all of you know that crazy stuff going on, the most significant thing that ever happened there, she was. This was just after the the seance that had gone bad. Everybody thinks it was like. Uh, exorcism or whatever because of the film but actually it was a seance that had gone bad and it was um some weeks after that and uh, she was up doing some homework her mother had awoken she'd been asleep for quite a while uh hadn't had dinner and so uh she got up she asked andrea well can you uh, you know heat up you know the beef stew from dinner and uh you know make me a short pot of coffee and so andrea's like okay sure I'll go do that. And so Carolyn's sitting in the parlor while Andrea's doing that. And as she's looking out toward the dining room, because that's the, the kitchen was back behind uh, the dining room, she suddenly sees morphing into existence a family out of the 1700s. There is a woman cooking over a hearth, and the fireplace that you know, that hearth was at had been boarded up at that point for like 100 years. There's a couple of kids running around, and there's two gentlemen sitting at a table there with pewter steins. And they turn to look at Carolyn, and the one elbows the other and points over at Carolyn. Well, would you look at that? You know, as if you know Carolyn was the ghost, and then the the moment kind of faded away. Uh, it's a truly fascinating story to say of all the things that was, you know, really the most significant thing. And of course, the question is, okay, well, you know, how did this even happen? You know, what's, what's the catalyst for this? And what's 
interesting about that house. Now, it's um, of course it's on old Native American land, so you can still draw some correlations to to that. Um, you know, there's you know energy within the ground, that sort of thing. But directly below that parlor is a room that they call the well room, and they call it that because there is an open well right in that room, and to this day still has water in there. Now, the room itself is uh, the walls are made of limestone, and they're capped with granite blocks. And as somebody who's been to Egypt multiple times, I can certainly tell you that a lot of the architecture there is, you know, well, much grander than you know a farmhouse. That's what they use. They used limestone and granite, and then uh, you know water for a lot of different uh, purposes. So it's like a perfect little power plant. And you know, it's, so I believe it's you know harnessing that energy out of the ground, uh, you know, creating like this little power plant down there. And then some of the more significant events that happen in the house, you know, the parlor right there. You had the time slip uh, incident, and then the room above that, which was Andrea's bedroom. Um, they had. Part of the shadow dimension story because there are there's a lot of shadow activity up there but there are also moments and incidents that happened up there in which uh wild things would be happening to the kids and it seemed like it would take 15 20 minutes half an hour for this you know bizarre phenomenon to occur and when it finally stopped they'd go back downstairs it was like only five minutes had passed so it was creating these these weird. Uh, she she called it like uh, you know being entrapped in some sort of bubble, but it's um, you know like some sort of time displacement occurrence. So you know really really fascinating things. I believe you know, again the catalyst there uh, it would be the energy that that room is creating. Well, you know that that also that reminds me of a story that I ran across uh, not too long ago, um, where this realtor was going through a house that was, you know, empty at the time and uh, walked into one room and was kind of shocked because there was an older woman and a little girl in this room. And she said that she screamed because she was so surprised and the figures disappeared. Well, she knew she had a friend who lived in the house when she was younger, and she asked her, you know, had there been any, uh, uh, like, hauntings going on when you lived there? And her friend said, no, I couldn't think of anything. But then she came back later, and uh, because she had mentioned it to her grandmother, and her grandmother reminded her of the time when she was just a little girl, her and her grandmother were in that room talking when all of a sudden this strange woman came in, screamed at them, and then disappeared. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fascinating how those things, that's a time slip, as, as absolutely a time slip, and it's fascinating how um, those those stories uh, come about. Uh, there's, there's one that I include similar to that. Uh, a little bit different, though, that I include in my book, A Walk in the Shadows, and I also include uh, now in the uh, in Travels Through Time, where um, it was a young man when he was when he was a small child. He had uh, walked into the kitchen, saw this tall, dark hooded figure over by the kitchen table, scared him to death, ran out of the room. Years later, he's a he's a you know young adult now. He's over at the kitchen table uh, making a sandwich. He's also wearing a hoodie. And all of a sudden, he sees through, uh, walking through the kitchen doorway, he sees this small, short shadow figure. 
mm. stops and then boom takes off out of the door uh back through the doorway and he realizes in that moment oh my gosh this was me the whole time when i was a little kid i saw myself standing over there by the table and now i just saw you know the, the same incident play out but i saw myself as a little kid and what's fascinating with this one is that it only showed up uh as as a shadow and i think that's because of you know kind of going back to you know, tuning into frequencies i think we're all old enough here to remember when radios actually had uh knobs that you had to turn to uh, get to your station and, oh uh, boy <laughs> i let me tell you how old i am I used to assemble at age 15 radio kits using tubes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> tubes. Tube radios, yeah. Tube radios, real knobs. I mean, my car has real knobs or for volume and everything else and for basic tuning. They still have them. Obviously, they cost money and they possibly do not last as long as those based on touch and everything, but or those that simulate knobs. But I remember a company called Allied Radio, and we'd build something called a night kit. And I built several different types of radios, shortwave radios, which were fun. Remember shortwave radio? Technically, it still exists. But, you know, it's gone the way of the dodo. I also remember assembling an FM tuner. A stereo FM tuner. I grew up at the time that stereo was coming out. And they'd introduce these vinyl records to demonstrate stereo capabilities. And they had ping pong effects. You have lots of percussive (laughs) tracks. And everything would jump from the left channel to the right channel. And everything like that. But then the Beatles recorded in mono. They didn't care. (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah, today we kind of simulate because even as you, if you have a knob on there, it will move perfectly up, you know, 0.1 to 0.3 to 0.5. But back in the day, you had to, you know, be really careful with how you uh, tuned that band because if you're just before, or just after, you're going to come in uh, staticky. And I think that's what happened with this with this shadow incident. Is he's he's basically again, you know. Uh, tuning into his own frequency, but it wasn't quite good enough. It wasn't a whole. It was like, you know, just before, just after the right station there. Well, the knob then, it was infinitely variable. As you turned it, it would Mm -hmm. increase or decrease the setting. Whereas with a stepped control, which sometimes I don't like because the step it goes to is too loud or too soft. So sometimes things that are supposed to be better and simpler or not. We'll continue with something that we hope is simpler with Mike, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. 
With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission, and the viewer never sees the advertisement. The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? Is there any wonder why internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatments, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores, building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. So, real or Memorex, what are we? And when you see a ghost, 
For example, are you seeing the spirit of your dead relative or a glimpse of them from when they were alive? It's a good question. In many of these cases, it's it's situational. There's no one answer that fits every case. And I think that's what people want. They want something nice, simple. Give me an answer to explain what's going on here. I, I just don't think it's it's that simple like that. So some of these, when we see a ghost or an apparition or, or something like that, some of these, sure, they're a human spirit. They, they are no longer within their body and they are trapped on this plane of existence or trapped in this dimension. It goes, going back to what we were talking about before, our consciousness is on the fourth dimension. We're inside a three-dimensional body. We lose that three-dimensional body. Well, we can move on to that next level, that other, whether it's uh, another dimension, whether it's outside the simulation, what, you know, the home world, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes that consciousness stays here in this dimension, but it no longer has a physical body. So sometimes that's that's what we're seeing. Other times, I believe that uh, the consciousness has moved on to those other dimensions or what have you. And those spirits, for lack of a better term, uh, periodically visit. You know, they, they enter back into this world for a variety of reasons. Maybe there's a message they need to to pass on or you know, it's, it's happened for me before with, with my grandparents where it basically was encouragement. Then there's other times where it's kind of what we were talking about before, where it's more of a, uh, a time slip, where we're getting a glimpse of another moment in time. Uh, other people talk about like residual hauntings, and this is a little bit different because the theory behind this is that the energy of an event has been captured into something on the premises, whether it's within the building material or what have you. We're not really sure what the catalyst is, but you know, it kicks off and basically plays back a recording. So yeah, you have a variety of different explanations that almost seemingly seem like it's the same thing, but they're not quite. You think though if there are multiple realities, we could have different versions of ourselves existing in different places with minor changes. I had a theory one time thinking, of course, when we were talking about the grandfather paradox with time travel, that every time you change something in the past, in the time stream, you create a new reality to reflect that change. Well, either you're creating a new reality or something in our concurrent reality changes. And that could be why a lot of times, you know, we have different memories that can't possibly have existed before. Uh, You know, some people talk about like the Mandela effect, and I'm not necessarily on board with all the branding and and things like that. I think some of that is misremembered. But there's other fascinating cases with that where it's like, yeah, how how can all these people from all over the world be misremembering the same thing in the same exact way? So there's some credence to that. And I think that's there have been changes in the timeline along the way. You know, and and some of it I think is is accidental. You know, I I don't think like, okay, if the spelling of Fruit Loops really did change and people are really remembering an alternate reality. I don't think somebody purposely went back in time to change the spelling of Fruit Loops. I think it's, you know, so they went back maybe just to watch and observe. They bumped into something and, you know, result of essentially the butterfly effect. Yeah. You know, all these different dominoes fell rather than the other ones. And, you know, uh, uh, some things got changed along the way. If you look at it, 
logically, which <laughs> good luck with that, right? Um, yeah, going into the past, no matter what you do, is going to change the past. It's inevitable. You you can't go into the past without changing it somehow. I think of like the Simpsons episode where he invents a, a time machine from a toaster. And no matter what he did, he was constantly changing <laughs> his reality. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I mean, just the the act alone of going into the past is going to change then the timeline from then on. I mean, you know, it's not just, you know, stepping on a butterfly or, or, or something like that. Just, you know, breathing breathing the air or even just appearing is going to be enough to, to change things. The main plot, yeah. the overarching plot of the TV show Legends of Tomorrow, where they go back through time in their wave rider and something, even though they fix the main problem, a new problem is inevitably created. Right. There's a couple different shows that have dealt with things like that. You know, Timeless was all about, you know, this guy's trying to you know, change the past in order to uh, you know, basically prevent his his family from being killed. And uh, along the way, you have these others that are trying to stop him from changing the past. Well, ultimately, they change all kinds of stuff. Um, sliders dealt with the, the idea of, of different realities. And no matter like what he tried to go back and do, it always ended up in a different reality. So, yeah, there's been a lot of great uh, pop culture that is you know, dealt with that sort of thing. And yeah, I think we are you know, getting the idea here that no matter what you try to do, it's never going to quite be the same. The biggest example of that is the movie The Flash, where Barry Allen goes back through time to save his mother to prevent her death. It has nasty consequences. But then even when he thinks that he's fixed everything, this is a spoiler, folks, but it wasn't a good film. Even when he thinks he's <laughs> yeah. fixed everything, at the end of the film, he meets Bruce Wayne, Batman. He expects to see Ben Affleck. All right? No, he sees Bruce Wayne, George Clooney as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> but then the film went downhill from there <laughs> I thought they did a five minute sequence showing the three Batmen Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck and George Clooney it'd be sufficient but George Clooney didn't have enough time on set to shave his beard no oh, jeez <laughs> yeah, I, I actually haven't seen it, so I, I appreciate the spoiler, but that's fine because I'm probably not going to watch it. But uh, but I thought they did a decent job with the uh, with the latest uh, uh, Spider-Man with using the the, the three different uh, Spider-Men. Um, I thought that was fairly well done. I have mixed feelings about it because I watched the beginning and I thought it got too jokey with silly, stupid jokes. And I might have enjoyed the entire film had I seen it. But that kind of turned me off from that. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, well, maybe I should give it another try. Mike Ricksecker, tell our <laughs> listeners if they want to know more about what you do and how to find you, where do they go? Hopefully not another time, space, or another dimension. Yeah, dial your clocks back to uh, 1974 now. Um, <laughs> 
You can find me at MikeRicksecker.com or uh, ConnectedUniversePortal.com, which is my online learning platform. And, of course, my, my books are available you know, everywhere. So you want to go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your, your brick-and-mortar store. If they don't have it there, you can have them order it up. Yeah. Social media, I'm, I'm on pretty much all of it. Facebook, Instagram, uh, the thing that was once known as Twitter, uh, TikTok. Yeah, I'm on pretty much all of it. I was suggesting here that Meta would want to change the name of Facebook to Y. (laughs) (sighs) You can find us on Y, now known as Facebook. You can find us on Threads. You can find us on X. Just Threads, yeah. And what Threads could be needles next week. (laughs) Look for the Paracast, folks, and you'll find it somewhere. You could also find us at the Paracast store, at the Paracast.store, the Paracast.shop. We offer branded merchandise for the show with four different logos. We also offer our streaming service, the Paracast Plus. Go to the Paracast.plus, where else? We give you the show without the network ads, better quality audio, and we offer the bonus exclusive special after the Paracast podcast, where Mike will be back with more discussions on a variety of things. If you want to check it out, we have the lowest prices ever for subscriptions. Go to the Paracast.plus. The Paracast.plus. You can sign up in one minute, just like that. Mike Ricksecker, glad to meet you. Thank you for joining us on The Paracast. Thank you so much. Absolutely appreciate it. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. <laughs>